0: This is AgriPulse Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at FB.org. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says infrastructure talks are moving along nicely on two tracks. One is bipartisan, and the second deals with components of the jobs American Jobs and Families Plan, which we'll consider even if it lacks bipartisan support. Can't do one track without the other. They're going to move together concurrently. We hope to have votes on both of them in July. Republican Senator Rob Portman of Ohio, leading a bipartisan group of senators negotiating with the administration, told reporters White House officials will meet with them again tomorrow. A Republican senator who's been pushing for cattle market price transparency for years hopes tomorrow's Senate agriculture hearing yields legislation. Chuck Grassley of Iowa says his 50 14 bill is one approach. To have 50% of the daily kill be from the spot market. Senator Fisher has another approach that would have it done on a regional basis as well. Have greater transparency is very important. But uh, and when you want to sell your cattle, you can sell them. Instead of like today, uh, you get a price. Maybe you deliver the cattle in three or four weeks. Grassley says livestock mandatory reporting needs to be reauthorized by September 30th and could be a possible legislative vehicle for a bill. Join us for the AgriPulse Food and Ag Policy Summit West coming up July 12th in Sacramento, California. You can register at agripulse.com. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The estate tax forced a teenage Ann Margaret Hughes to choose between her college savings and saving the farm. Unless Congress eliminates the estate tax or at least makes a higher exemption permanent, many more farm families will be forced to do the same. Learn more at fb.org. A former trade official says getting other countries to understand the benefits of biotechnology and food production will be an ongoing challenge in the years ahead. Speaking at the American Seed Trade Association's Legislative Conference in Washington, D.C. today, Sharon bomer Lauritsen with Ag Trade Strategies, says U.S. government decisions need to be based on science. Particularly for for biotechnology, pesticides, plant health, food safety. But science, I have learned over many years, is not black and white. And what the U.S. thinks is sound science and the right science is not what other countries think are science. So I do think this is something that we will continue to have to struggle with internationally. She worked at USTR for a decade before retiring in 2020. Acting USDA Trade Undersecretary Jason Halfmeister didn't share many details on what the Biden administration's top trade priorities were, but says actions may have to reflect policy. Of interest that we are still enforcing trade agreements. Uh, we are suing the Canadians on Uzmeca. It's important to notice that we are trying to remove tariffs, that the Boeing Airbus, uh, you know, tariff remission uh, is, you know, that's an action. You know, we still are going after China in the trenches at the working level, trying to get full uh, uh, implementation. So those actions, I think, are important. Halfmeister says the administration's still considering what World Trade Organization reform looks like, as well as future trade deals. Biofuels advocates told the Senate today their industry can drive future economic growth in rural America as well as lower carbon emissions. Growth Energy CEO Emily Score says a new report commissioned by her organization notes a nationwide move to E15 blended gasoline will add $17.8 billion to the U.S. GDP. Support more than 182,000 additional jobs. Generate $10.5 billion in new household income and save consumers $12.2 billion in fuel costs. To capture these benefits, expanding market access to higher ethanol fuel blends is our top priority. SCORE highlighted the study during a Senate Agriculture Subcommittee on Rural Development and Energy hearing. Bill Cherrier, Executive Vice President and CEO of Central Iowa Power Cooperative, also participated. He urged lawmakers to allow co-ops to directly benefit from renewable power incentives. He says the current incentive structure impedes rural electric cooperatives to adopt renewable technologies in a more cost-effective way. That's all for today's Drive Time. For the latest agriculture, trade environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nully.